I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, So the best fried rice is made with day-old rice. I made basmati two days ago. Throw yeah. it, and so basically all you're doing is onions, garlic, throw it in, choose a meat, usually just a cooked ham, throw a scramble some eggs in there. Basically, there's your, your fried rice with some uh, sesame oil, soy sauce, and uh, oyster sauce. So it's two days old. Two days old. It doesn't matter. As long as it's in the fridge, not getting moldy. Where's, and key, then where's it, where does spaghetti come from? Spaghetti I made today. So you had a tomato sauce on that spaghetti with fried rice. No, the fried rice is on its own. They both wanted different things. Oh, you oh, made two meals. Gotcha. Two I meals. thought it was one dish. I was like, what the fuck is this? No, but Jimmy, get closer to your microphone, Yuck. please. No, not too close. Hello. Nope, you're not <laughs> even not, on. It's not, not looking, is it? Not on today. Hold on, watch, watch. Yeah, no, there he is. Yeah, it's all light. Come on. Speak to us, Jimmy. Hello, testing one, two. Yes. Oh, that's oh, that sounds good. Oh. Okay, now turn it down. Uh, if you want to be that close, which you could, turn it down a little bit. He like is only when he's speaking. On this side? Well, Here. it's the, yeah, the one with the gr- the lights that light up. The the start of the podcast just writes itself, doesn't it? Jimmy's a it. useless it tit. Uh, hello, Night Rider. This is Candy no. King. Jimmy's a useless tit. Hey, Night Rider, run a 400 heading north to Muskoka. This is Candy Cane out. <laughs> Michael, you're in the wrong car. Oh, jeez. That was pretty good. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Michael uh, Kit had a certain Wednesday twang to his voice, didn't he? I know exactly who, who played him, right? Me too. He ended up being uh, in this show called Saint Elsewhere. It was a it was a hospital drama, and it was the second lead doctor. Wasn't it the guy? The it was a doctor. Little mustache. Wasn't little it Mr. Street. Mr. Finney from Boy Meets World? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly who it was. Michael, 
Yeah, that was, that was a great show. Wait, 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 wait. Once, let's rewind here. Though. It's an Elsewhere, the hospital show, right? Yep. And there was a car that was a doctor. <laughs> the voice, no, the voice of Kit was that doctor. Yeah, but Kit was a, a car. Woman. That's oh, true. This is, hey, this is what we've gotten to, isn't it? Hey, do you know what? I was, I was laughing today. I saw this thing. It's this Australian guy, right? He went, to the, he went like on his motorbike and he was heading way out middle of nowhere and there's a town called like elsewhere or something and what he does is he just sets up camp right spends the night and you know films where he where he's at and he said he got to this camp where he thought it was you know where he was meant to be and he goes there was nobody around for miles and miles and on the sign it said camp elsewhere and he says <laughs> where the sign said camp elsewhere he goes about 12 miles that way. He goes, there's a huge camp. He goes, but I think this is the original camp that you're supposed to be camping at. He goes, but there's nobody here because the sign says camp elsewhere. So everybody fucks <laughs> off. <laughs> so he was in this big park by himself. <laughs> camp elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Needs to be like an exclamation mark on yeah. it. <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah. I was laughing. My the power of punctuation. That's oh, right. It was so good. Do we have an opener today, uh, JC? Okay, I, I just got it. Should I play it? Fucking right. Play it loud. You guys all did this. Great job, boys. You all pulled this together. Proud okay, of you. Okay, guys, it's showtime. We've been practicing this for years now. Are you guys ready to do this? Uh, Craig, are you ready? Of course. Dan Wong, uh, I'm looking at you. You ready to go? <laughs> yeah. James Sharman, you ready to go? Cheers for listening. And Jimmy Brennan, let's fucking go. Okay, and a one, and a two, and a three, and a go! Booty, booty, get this party started tonight. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, I love it. It's like the uh, the flying pickets. Do you remember them? No, no, you ask no, all No, what's that? Flying crickets bring flying crickets more like. No, no, the flying pickets were an 80s band and they were that, that kind of what's, what's that music called? That kind of music. Acapella. Barbershop? Acapella, yeah, oh, barbershop. Bar yeah, whatever. Yeah. I thought it was more like the uh, the nylons. The nylons. They were the Canadian. Nylons. I thought it was more like, remember uh, Homer and the B sharps? Uh, the B sharps. Gets it gets less fun every time you say it over and over again. <laughs> That's like us. That's like Footy Prime. We get less funny every time people listen to us. <laughs> so we're like we're no longer like Scar. We're just we're barbershop, right? <laughs> That's what we're going with. JC, how long did that take you? Seven minutes. Oh my god! I had I tried to do a bunch. Like I always have all these crazy ideas. Then it all gets like boiled down into something like really simple. So our voices, though, were they you doing our voices? Yes, they were bang on. Well, I thought I thought Wongers was like pretty bang on. Well, I thought Wongers and Jimmy's, Craig and too. Craig's, yeah, oh, and, Sharms too. Well, no, but Sharms is a very like it's a hard to do one because you 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 go all over the place. It's fucked. Yeah. You're like a dog at somebody else's house. You're just going all over the yard, you know. Mm -hmm. Somebody else is sniffing at us. We should probably mention it's Footy Prime to any new listeners who stumbled upon us. Uh, it's Jimmy Brennan in the top left corner, and that's uh, it's Craig Forrest in the top right. Below him is Dan Wong, sitting Hi. on his tushy. Hi. And bottom left is uh, is JC, the talent of the group. I'm right in the middle here. I'm I'm James. Uh, welcome to Footy Prime. This is kind of what we do. We we find a way to sew in the odd 
bit of football conversation, but often it's just this on Wednesdays. As I called it last time, right? It's the foundation show Wednesdays. The original. Yeah, exactly. The original. Well, uh, Craiger was talking about his sister, who, Lori, who fast forwards through all of the soccer commentary just to listen to all of our other stuff. <laughs> True story. And it's given me a thought, some pause, where I thought what we can also do to offer um, some new tidbits is we're going to take out, I thought, JC, I called him today. I, I thought to keep things evergreen so people can listen to us over and over, we go through our old episodes and we take out anything having to do with the timeliness of that soccer match or something like that. And then we can just keep repurposing 300 episodes. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, JC's got nothing else going on, right? With his life. Yeah, good luck know. with that, JC. JC. So start at one with Dickio and the nine, nothing, the nine nil yeah. uh, episode. And then you go from there. Yeah. I'm on it. I'll see you guys in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> and he's off. And he's off. No, but I think some of our best stuff is the uh, well, see, most of our best stuff is the non-soccer stuff. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you, <laughs> uh, but we should probably start with a bit of soccer, right? I mean, I, I didn't get to see these games, um, but it was the Caribou Cup quarterfinals today, and we have to mention it. We, we we might not always mention these games, but but Jimmy's Nottingham Forest have made their way to the semi-finals and Southampton. Manchester United and Southampton. Oh, and Southampton. Right. Yeah, I was getting there. Yeah, they beat Man yeah. City today. Huge shocker. So Southampton, Newcastle, Forest United in the semifinals. Jimmy, isn't this what it's all about for a club coming through the ranks? You want to survive, ideally, but have a nice cup run. And that's perfect for the fans. It is. But I think a few weeks ago, we, we said it wouldn't be. But now it is. Because we actually said it's better for Forest to focus on the league than the cup. And now they're in the semifinals. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> the epic yeah, but still, it's more games, isn't it? It is more games. I'm telling but you, now we're going to win it, and they're going to go down. One of your teams is going to win this freaking turn trophy, and they're going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, but you know, as a, I think when you're starting to get into the the last bit, and then you get into the quarters, and you're like, oh, it's another match, and maybe we might get some. But once you're in the semis, I think it's a different story now, isn't it? I think it's a bit more lively in the dressing room because now you now you got a chance. I think when you look at it. You've got Force is going to play Man U, and then Southampton's playing Newcastle next, aren't they? It's home and away. So they, they've got a shot. They've got a good crack at it. What a yeah. miserable night, apparently, it was in Southampton. I can imagine Manchester, these players showing up. Alvarez, World Cup winner, hitting <laughs> down on the South Coast. You know what it's like, Jimmy, in the dressing room. You know you go, <clears throat> I saw those guys warming up. They don't fancy it. Oh, yeah. All the time used to say that. Yeah. They don't All the time you could see it right away. Lots and don't get me wrong, there was a lot of teams that said that about us. And <laughs> 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 I'm standing there shaking, shaking like a leaf. Yeah. Did you, did, you wear, did you wear gloves, Jimmy, when you played? Oh, or no a chance. toque? Are you crazy? Not allowed? No way. Who's allowed to wear gloves? Like, where do you have to be from? Like, Go how warm hurt. does it have to be? That's it. If I wore gloves being a Canadian, even listen, it, there was times it was snowing. And if I put gloves on, I would get absolutely hammered. And I used to say them, I'd be like, okay, well, look, you're hammering me, but am I not smart wearing gloves, keeping warm the way I should be rather than try to be a hard man and be freezing? Okay, but so how was Craig, Craig allowed to wear gloves? That's different. 
Yeah, he wore marigolds. Because he's a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. When it was 35 degrees in Jamaica, it wasn't so much fun. Ew. It's like an old uh, old hockey equipment. Yeah. Those gloves, eh? My first hernia, I did that in Kingston. I was so tired and it was so hot. It was a goal kick and I just threw my leg at it and I didn't really oh. concentrate and I felt my gut go right oh, away. Yeah. I was like, fuck. You knew There's what it was straight away? There's nothing worse than being yeah. hot. Pretty much. And playing in hot weather. Hot and, and injured? Miserable. When you play in the Caribbean in the summer, and I think the, the I'll tell you one, the worst I've ever been in my life and miserable playing this game that we love. I played in the, the Hong Kong Sevens. You know the Masters? Where they have that tournament every year? Right Hong Kong there. Sevens is side. No, seven side, but they do it for football charms. Hmm. So it's the same thing, same place. But they do it for football. And it's like all the ex-pro clubs. So I was there with like the, the Forest uh, alumni. And I've never been so miserable in my life. And David Johnson, Brennan Johnson's father, actually got more or less carried off the pitch <laughs> from heat exhaustion. <laughs> had nothing to do with the 15 pints he had the night before. Yeah, I was going to say, right? I can imagine he wouldn't hit in the field in top condition. Yeah, it was. I tell you, that's a hot place, by the way. Hong Kong. Whew. <laughs> Would you rather get a, a hernia injury in the heat or the cold, Craig? Not at all. That <laughs> <laughs> was you know, your first it, hernia. It's interesting because, like, after a while, you don't really feel it, and you think, "Yeah, I'm okay," and you just go to kick a ball like five yards, and it, it's like a knife going in your guts. Yeah, it's miserable. Do you have like, Do you oh, have both plates in? Do you have the mesh plates in? Yeah, both sides, yeah. Yeah, me too. See, me too. Like I just a- tell everybody I got stabbed because it was keyhole. So I've taken my top off and people are, what's that? Oh, this one day, man. This guy stepped to me. You're <laughs> just keyhole? <laughs> yeah. Oh, mine isn't. I look like a fucking butterfly. No. Yeah, because mine was 15 years later after yours. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, technology was there. We use rum and a hammer on Craig. <laughs> no, I got three three uh, small little scars across my stomach. Oh, lucky you. Was, yeah. was it one? You got the one big hernia? ones across your groin. Was it one hernia, Craig? Uh, Jimmy? No, I got yeah. double. You got double. Yeah. yeah. I had the double and then the ball taken out, which kind of disrupted the mesh a bit. Jeez, what have you got left like- in there? Are you like the Ken doll? <laughs> it's just this pale white Ken doll of a Craig Forrest. <laughs> oh God! What has he got I left? Think. He's got a nub and a ball. Yeah, it's like one of those my thumb sun kissed raisins. <laughs> a good size one. <laughs> so if there's any ladies out there who are interested in dating a Ken doll, tall yeah. one. Listen, that'll be fun examining Craig's body and looking at all the scars. And what's this one for? What's this one for? What happened there? Why does he have a sun dried tomato in his? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a sun kissed raisin, wasn't it? It was a prune. Oh That's what they filled it back with a prune. Oh, paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a hernia once, or so I thought, right? And, and I felt it like protruding, a little one. And I went to the doctor, and they said, "Yep, you got a hernia there. You need an appointment at this this clinic in Toronto. I forget what it's called now." 
It's got hernia clinic. But and it was months. <laughs> it was months later. No kidding. Shoulder dice. <laughs> yeah, shoulder dice. That's the one. Yeah. So it took months for this appointment, and in that time, the little it, it went back in. Mm. Right? Oh, they found out it, it was gas. Yeah, it was gas. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt 100% fine. Didn't went to the button. appointment eventually with the doctor. He just felt around. He goes, "You haven't got a hernia." GPs nowadays, they diagnose those things so damn quickly. You're, you're fine. And I've been fine ever since. But something was definitely sticking out. That's also a completely different hernia than what we would have had. Yeah, there's inguinal. That's right. Spell it. I-N-G-U-I-N-A-L. Inguinal canal. Is that the one that I had or you had? That's we, next to the anal. We had it. You had that. <laughs> yeah, me and Jimmy had the inguinal. Okay, so explain yeah. to me the difference between the inguinal hernia and the, the ghost hernia that I had. Well, the inguinal is the one that comes off because of that canal is the tube that comes up from your testicles, goes up through half, about half of your abdominal muscle and then down. Okay. Yeah. And then... <laughs> gone. Yeah. Then that's why they put the... No, that was, like, that was just shooting out. But yeah, it pops through, right? Yeah. yeah, what happens is it's like almost like a bit of silk and it gets pulled up crop pulled apart okay. just because of the weakness of where that the tubing is and why males get it and females don't oh okay but yours is more like a stomach one that comes up protrudes to the outside you actually see it is the intestine coming through or your bollock one of the two <laughs> can be a bollock that, that so that's what happened to it <laughs> you get kicked hard enough yeah. <laughs> so what wasn't um your hernia that's the one that alice mckechnie was a pioneer is that right on the, the treatment of it well, not so much. I mean, he was, you could almost, you could avoid surgery uh, somewhat with Alex McKechnie and just some of the work he does and oh, okay. knowledge he has on the abdominal area. He helped Shaquille O'Neal out in that. Um, I don't think he had surgery, Shaquille O'Neal, but I, I could be wrong there. But Okay, so Alex is more like he treats, the, treats it without surgery. That's his strength. Yeah, and gets you back to full, like, better than ever. Okay. Yeah. When you need to get your abdominal core going again. How long did you play through the the hernia for? Didn't. Straight away had to get it done. Yeah, couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I you, I played a I played a couple of games and like Craig was saying, it, it feels like someone in certain ways that you you move and you twist and kick and it does feel like there's a knife going into your belly. And I actually got called back for to play with Canada for Olympic qualifying. And I must have played 20 minutes in the game, and I, I couldn't move. The pain was excruciating. And then that was it. It was done. I was like, I have to go forget surgery now. I thought I could have tried to play through it, but I couldn't. So mm. you, turned up, you turned up hurt for your country and didn't tell the coach? Yeah. <laughs> Took someone else's spot. Selfish. Yeah. yeah. It was down in Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's when I bought the snake out of boredom. All the snake <laughs> story was from this, this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so bored. What can I do? I'm going to buy a python <laughs> and scare my. Uh, well, it was, it was actually an eight foot boa constrictor. Boa constrictor. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You wouldn't believe how strong those things are. Holy no, I believe, yeah. I believe it. They squeeze the living bejesus out of you first. Oh, yeah. That guy wanted a piece of me. I'll tell you that for free. That's when uh, Jimmy was wealthy, when he could just go, hey, let's play a trick. Let's yeah. have some fun. Yeah, well, I I paid 285 bucks for it. Well, that wasn't too bad. Um, yeah. And then they bought it back off for me for about two, two, 
You just muted yourself, Jimmy. Can't hear you. They paid it for a few bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? I don't know. He just is. No, it's, just... it's my, my amazing microphone that you guys got me that just keeps going on and off. Hmm. What's the worst injury you played through? Is the one, I mean, hernia aside, that what's the worst pain you've played with? Let's put it that way. Perhaps, you know, it, it, it got better. But what's the worst pain you played through? Mine would be my ribs. Broken, cracked? I played two games with three broken ribs. Mm. Got to the point where I was like, Doc, I think I'm I'm hurt here. (laughs) So he took me, went to the hospital and found out I had three broken ribs. How did you break them? I took an elbow. Wasn't a bow constrictor? No. (laughs) An an elbow, elbow broke three ribs. Whose elbow was it? I don't know who it was. It was actually when I was playing with TFC. I used to play with this kind of plate over my ribs to protect it so I could still play it. But it was Jeez. a horrible, horrible feeling breaking your ribs. Because yeah, there's nothing you can you breathe, do. Right? Every mm-hmm. time you breathe, too. Every time you move, Cough. sleeping's in pain. Yeah, you can't do anything. Yeah. Mm. That's what about you, Craig? What was your, uh, your most, the most pain you played through? Probably a dead leg, like a really bad dead leg. Charlie Horse. Yeah. Charlie Horses suck. Oh, oh they're the worst. Man. It's like you've broken your leg. Oh, the blood was just pumping in there, nowhere to go. Yeah. What about you, Wong? You played football. You played the uh, other kind yeah. of football. I separated uh, my shoulder and continued playing. The The doctor goes, oh, it's just separated. Ooh. I'm like, oh, great. It That's wasn't dislocated. That's it up was there separated. The, on the pain meter, for yeah. sure. It's lying about, he oh. goes, it's probably about half an inch down. And I kept playing for this game. And I, he goes, here, he threw me probably what would have been back in the day you know, five ibuprofen just to get you through. And yeah. you're like, oh, it feels okay. But then as soon as you start tackling someone again, every minute of every, mm-hmm. like getting, pushing yourself up is, but I I, I think that w- wouldn't even compare to the broken ribs. The broken ribs is just constant. Yeah, it was horrible. Every time you breathe, you can't move when you're in bed, you try to get a, oh, it's, a, it's terrible. It's a terrible I did. Thing. I also broke this finger five times. Oh, put that away, will you? It's horrible. It's just a freak. It's Look like, comes, if those that can't see it, which is everyone, because it's a podcast, it kind of juts out at a right angle at the, the first knuckle. It's disgusting. What is, car- what is cartoon? That? Look at that. You can get that fixed, Look you know. That. <laughs> Almost as bad as my, my hands here, too. Look. Oh, wow. Look at that. What's going on there with your hand? It looks weird, but I can't figure out what it is. I broke it, and then I had surgery. I broke what? Sorry. I broke my, my knuckle and I've got a big scar all the way down. And then I had surgery. I played a game with a cast on, went into a slide tackle, broke the cast and broke my hand again. And it just, <laughs> <laughs> and it just didn't, didn't set. Yeah, now, now, now the worst thing is like my, my kids laugh at me all the time because, you know, if you go to like Tim Hortons or whatever and you put your hand to get your change, well, it just goes straight through. <laughs> So you can't you can't close your hand up? No, it just springs back. <laughs> Look, it, there's nothing. There's, no, there's no bigness. It's all finished. Oh god, there's nothing there. I can't believe the difference. There. Yeah, that's weird. So, that's why so many times where I go get money and it just drops. I'm like, sorry. It's like, no, no, it's my fault. Because they get cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you couldn't have, couldn't have worked in an arcade back in the day, eh? 
Oh, there's give it out quarters. They'd be all over the floor. No, it'd be a really bad panhandler. It just drags along. Oh, be the worst panhandler ever. Yeah, don't, don't, don't say you lose your job. Oh, that's silliness. Don't, don't, don't force yourself to be in a position where you got to panhandle because you'd be really bad at it. Yeah, no, it'd suck. You know, JC, any any awful injuries? I've had a few, but. Um, well, I, I mentioned the one once on the show. That was the uh, <clears throat> uh, the another incident downstairs, but I'd rather not relive that one. The broken cock? Yes, mm. that was the one. Um, but there's another <laughs> one that's that's actually really sad, actually. So I How is a broken cock not sad? Well, that was because it went away. It came back. Like I know, it was, but it's sad for the time it's healing, right? Did you get a cast on it? No, it's just it just blows up like a like an american football and then but, then but the saddest part is having to go to your chiropractor because you have an appointment the next day and be like hey doc so uh i like you know accidentally you know banged my stuff off of something he's like what i'm like a bum and then now it's like this <laughs> and now it's like this what do i do am i going to die and he just laughed he's like no it'll it'll go down just put ice on it it'll go down in a few days were you disappointed when it went down? <laughs> I wasn't, but Your I can tell was. you someone else was. <laughs> uh, that was a good week. Yeah, I can imagine. He's like a dog. He didn't. He was attached. He couldn't. He couldn't get him off. <laughs> Just walking around naked for three days. Yeah, bum to bum. Our love, <laughs> bum to bum. <laughs> Human centipede. Just two of them though. <laughs> All locked in. Oh, yeah. So I mean, all these injuries I mean like it, it makes longevity even more impressive, right? When you talk about athletes who who play a long time, Jamie Vardy turned thirty six today. You know that? Wow. You love him too. You always have loved him. I have. I just respect. It. I think he's just his story is just great, right? He comes through yeah. lower leagues, Fleetwood Town, ends up at Leicester, and just guides them on the back of his goals to a Premier League crown. Then he could have left the next season, could have gone to Arsenal. Mm. I'm sure there are other offers out there for him. And he chose to stay at Leicester. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Some story. And, and to keep his pace, I mean, listen, he's, he's losing it a little bit now. I think this season you're, you're seeing the, the corners being turned. But to keep his pace, you know, into his mid-30s, which is what he did. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, so that's he, the first thing you lose, isn't it? Your pace. Yeah. I was watching, uh, I was watching the highlights yesterday right. of United, and these guys were flying. And... What I thought of was the old days and seeing some of where there's slower. Is everyone fast now? And back in the day, you could be slower. Mm-hmm. Were there bigger players? Were there, you know, like I always just yeah. think of Danny standing in the middle. I don't know how fast Danny. What was are you saying? Danny him. isn't fast. Well, well, we saw him try and jump over a fence, or at least heard him try and jump over a fence. Get in the back of a pickup. <laughs> oh my god. With bad hips, like an old oh, you great get game, into the pickup. like a giraffe trying to oh. get over a fence. Oh, seriously! But you know what I mean. Like, were there yeah. guys who had stature, but didn't have a lot of speed? They had skill and stature, and that made up. And it seems like speed is almost yeah. everything now. Obviously, yeah. you have to be skilled too. But yeah. everyone looks like they can fly now. It's yeah. incredible. I, I think. I think so. I think you know, Craig, and you, you can add on this because you you know where. You know, back in the day, you had your big target men who weren't the fastest. You had big center backs who weren't the quickest either. And if you did have fast players, there were wide players. There were wingers. 
to get down the line and whip the ball into the box. And, you know, a few of your fullbacks would be a little bit quick as well to contain the, contain the wingers. But your central midfielders were, they weren't the fastest either. But I think when you look at it now, the game is so quick. I mean, the tempo that they play at now, and it seems like every position you've got to be able to motor. The center backs are better looking now. Oh, yeah. I mean, a few guys that we played with, their faces were like a well bench. Steve Bruce, he just retired, by the way. His like his nose is all over the shop, and he's had surgery. And I, then you see someone like Richard like so so graceful out there, right? Although it was last week actually against Brentford that loss for Liverpool, and uh, I think it was a Brentford game, and he got caught out, Verge, and he was chasing back full speed, and he didn't look quite as graceful as yeah. as he used to. And I mean, he wouldn't have caught. I forget who it was now. It wasn't Ivan Tony. He wasn't playing. I forget who it was now. It may have been Tony, the 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 new guy. Anyway, um, there's something about the way Van Dyke was running. This is before his injury. Yeah. Um, something had changed in him, which yeah. happens to everyone, of course. You yeah. know that or when it happens, it happens. Or he's quick, carrying right? a little bit of a knock or something. Could like be. That. You know, yeah. I wouldn't. Well, he he did have a little bit of a knock, but the thing is that you know, and I remember watching watching the last few games of him and I and I I recognize that as well, Charm. So I was like, he's getting exposed here a little bit too much. You know, you could see balls over top and players were running onto it and you just by the time he was turning and you're trying to track back, you were like, this guy's lost a he's lost a yard here. I mean, a am I right in thinking, Craig, like a player like Van Dyke who his his football IQ is off the charts, right? And he has and he still is, but he was just this incredible athlete specimen as well. Great combination. When he begins to notice the pace is gone or, or something's off, or maybe he's got an injury, I imagine that affects the IQ as well, does it? You, you start doubting yourself maybe a little bit. Is that do these things happen in, in unison? You're protecting yourself a little bit more yeah. <laughs> if you lost right. a yard. They yeah. st- the, the older guys tend to get deeper and deeper. And the goalkeepers, you shout them out, you're like, get out, get out, get out. And they just don't want to fucking listen to you because they don't yeah. want to get beat over the top. They do. They they start dropping more, don't they? Yeah. But Jimmy, you're you you played defensively. Like the angles must all change when you lose that that half a step. It you're, does. You start you start cheating more. Yeah. You start cheating more, trying to read the play. So you drop back an extra three yards, or you try to get a little bit closer than you should do to to the wide guy, which opens up more spaces between you and the center backs. And then when you're playing against center backs as well, when their legs start going to get a bit, they start dropping a little bit more. Or they'll start pulling you inside and mm. telling you to come come and help them out. So it does, like tactically, you're you're it, it does make a difference and you know, you your your game does change. Yeah, you can read it, you still have that, you know, the the mental capacity where you're you're figuring the game out, you're reading it, that's all there. But just when the legs go, you start to think, Okay, this guy's quick, I'm gonna need if the ball goes over top, I've got to drop another three yards or so. And then clever strikers and wide players they start reading it seeing you dropping a little bit so they start pushing on more and it does change the game changes and i would also assume then that some people adapt to it much better than others right like there's guys that you go okay he has lost a step but his his knowledge of the game his the, his brain works at a, such a way where other guys they only thought of their speed they only could use mm-hmm. that right yeah yeah we had that i mean how that uh, Ipswich, because John Wark, legendary Ipswich player, he moves to Liverpool, does a really ball there. I think he was like leading goal scorer from midfield on a few seasons. Comes back when he's a little bit older at Ipswich, 
we get promoted to the Premier League. Next thing you know, here's Johnny Wark playing center back for us. Slow yeah. as fuck. I mean, he was gone, but my God, was he ever smart. And still yeah. good enough to cope. Yeah. I remember I remember playing with Des Walker. And Desi Walker was quick. And after a couple of years, you could see, you know, it was, it was going a little bit, the pace that he that he had. But he was such a clever and smart player. And, you know, I'd be lying, playing beside him. And it kind of it was getting to the point, too, where Desi was like, Jimmy, he goes, anything in the air, I'll, I'll win it. I'll get touched tight to the striker. You just pick up anything that goes in behind me. <laughs> so I was ready going, okay, as soon as he gets tight or the ball's in the air, I'm just, I'll cover you. And anything that goes over top, let me get there first. He didn't but, lose a lot of headers. No, nothing in the air, man. He was so good in the air. Oh, fuck. It was incredible. You could jump like a kangaroo there, man. Right, man. Generally yeah. speaking, do your teammates and coaches notice it first before you notice it? That you lost <laughs> something? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. No, I think they see that you're kind of running in quicksand <laughs> or you got a parachute on. <laughs> I remember when Jimmy was ready to pack it in, we were doing a game in Columbus and a ball corner, he was playing near post. Ball comes over and he jumped ahead. It. I don't think he could have got the Toronto Star newspaper under his feet. Like it just, <laughs> <laughs> There was fuck all there. There was nothing there. I think I turned to Jerry. I said, Jerry, Jimmy Brennan. He's done. done. <laughs> Taxi Jimmy Brennan. Remember the broadcast now. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy. Done. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing left. You're thinking, I don't have missed that header. It was only six six inches above my head. <laughs> yeah. You got smaller and you jumped. Riddle <laughs> <laughs> neck. Who was your coach, Jimmy, when uh, you retired? Was it? Was it Precky. It was, oh, Precky. Okay. I'm sure he was very sensitive to your needs then. Oh, yeah. No, he was great to work with. No, was he? No. <laughs> no I was going to say. <laughs> no. Not the first person I've heard that from. Craig, when you, who was your last manager at West Ham? Who was it? Lyle? Um, technically, at West Ham? Yeah. No, no. At Ipswich, uh, John Lyle was but, yeah, right. there, but West Ham would have been, uh, well, Harry had just, well, was Harry kind of, and then uh, Glenn Rhoda took over from him. Right. So, Glenn Rhoda, what was, what was he like? He was a super nice guy, but he kind of, because I had this contract, a two-year, one-year contract on the table, and I had this testicular deal, and so went back, and then we were pushing Jonathan Barnett, actually, uh, Gareth Bale's agent, was saying, oh, we'll get two years. But Again, you got to bring that name up again, don't you? Yeah. Boy, <laughs> I'm going to name anybody, anybody that that fucking agent had, but now let's bring up Bale, right? Hold Wait on. till he... He's going to win the Masters. Somebody's got him. At, they got him at five hundred to win to win the Masters. Well, he's three over now, isn't he? Like two or three over par, uh, handicap. Yeah, well, that's not nearly good enough. No, senior so open. Work on. I think we can sidetrack to you, Craig. Sorry for us. Go Rota. Yeah. Oh yeah, so Glenn Rota. Anyway, so he was just getting in the job. It, it wasn't. It was a bit of a surprise. He wanted to hold on to it, and so the ownership was like, "Yeah, just tell him that the contract's been pulled." So. Wasn't a guy I expected that from, really. Yeah, but was it him or was it the the brass? Well, it, was a, it was it was a brass upstairs, but still, yeah. I don't think under Harry that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, no, you were you were completely screwed over there. 
it was bad form. There's no doubt about it. Um, Speaking of bad form. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bad form. Okay, let's go bad form. Montreal. CF Montreal. What's happening there, everyone? So it's been a bad off-season. We know that, right? They lost Kone. We knew that. Alison Johnston's gone. Georgie Mihaljevic is gone. Nancy's gone. They did, though, get a new assistant coach, (laughs) Sandro Grande, for a day. Then it turns out he made some very controversial tweets back in, I think, 2010. Um, I won't get into what they were, but, I mean, he at the time denied them, saying he was hacked. Won't get into that. Anyway, the club came out a day later and said, listen, we made a mistake. He's no longer with the club. And then today, Kai Kamara, who uh, 38 years of old, years of age, still has game, looked pretty good last year, actually. Yeah. Um, put out a tweet. I'll read it, actually. Uh, Bonjour, Montreal. For once, I threw all my eggs in one basket, telling my family I'd found a place we can call home, finish my playing career, and possibly more. But it looks like it was just a dream. I never wanted it to come to this, but I want to let you know I've asked the club for a trade. Mentally, it's been a difficult off-season, but I have no regrets being a part of a wonderful group in 2022. So Kamara's trying to get out of Montreal as well. He's not happy about it. He's under contract, though. Sorry, Sharms. He's under right. contract for, I think, one more, maybe one or two more years, right? But yeah, he's got a full trade, right? They've got to trade yeah. him at yeah. this point. I mean, you've got to feel for the Montreal fans, Craig. I mean, this looks like a dumpster fire right now. Does it not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan, you can speak the best about, the, I mean, obviously the the politics and the, and whatnot that happened in Quebec, it's a little bit different. And obviously how sensitive that was. I think it was 2012. I'm not exactly sure. Was it 12? Sure. Okay. Um, but in 2009, I think he had an ordeal with. Was that the choking picture you showed me? The choking photo? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. He had some yellow. history. He did have some history, this guy. He did, obviously. And, and now I don't know where, how it got to this, to the point where they, they're that, tone deaf where they they didn't see this coming i don't know yeah because they jumped it was jumped on really really quickly yeah and you can see the writing was on the wall before it even starts so it's just a really bad situation all around like how do they not see it coming and just with everything that's going on it just doesn't bode well does it no it doesn't doesn't look good and i played i played with sandra and i got on with him i could see how he could probably rub rub people the, the wrong way um but you know, I was I was always fine with him. But you know, I think as well, you know, the, this situation. I, I don't think you know he's obviously. Yeah, what he did wasn't probably what it's it's not right. Obviously, he's upset a, a number of people. Um, but also, you got to. I think the the club's got to take responsibility as well to really know the individual, know what the individual has done in the past, and, um, and maybe maybe they knew what he done. And they just turned a blind eye to it and thought, well, you know, maybe we'll just see what happens. But it wasn't uh, – it's not a good good look for the club, that's for sure. On, they obviously on, didn't on think Albert. it was a big deal. They obviously didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah. Otherwise, What's the worst uh, dumpster fire you've been involved in? Like not perhaps personally, but at a club when it's all going pear-shaped. Maybe it's controversy. Maybe it's an issue with the manager, owner. Is is there one you can remember, Craig, where it's like, wow, as a player, you're just trying to just, you know, put the old helmets on and keep your head down? Well, I mean, <clears throat> had different managers, like not not really, nothing, not not overly, nothing. I don't remember anything specifically other than remember uh, 
Bobby Ferguson having a, a press guy up against the wall because he, he wrote the team and the players had no fire in their bellies. He's like, I'll fucking show you fire in your bellies. He <laughs> <laughs> had him by the tie and he, he was in and he choked him to death. <laughs> and his fingers up his hooter. Fucking, you fucking, I'll show you. See right up his nose? He's yeah, that's, a, that's old school, nose? right? That's yeah. an old oh school God. move. It's like yeah. the it's yeah. like the fish hook. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Isn't it the donkey hook? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Oh, the don- <laughs> that's that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's from behind, though, right? That would be yeah. The yeah you got to come over like top. top. This is this is face to face. Make that sound, right? Yeah. It's the same as your Ferguson who killed a seagull with the same fingers too. So he's like. Oh, right. oh, those are strong fingers, man. Yeah, you can fire them down or up, rev your hooter. <laughs> I didn't know what you meant by hooter at one point. I was like, what, he stuck it up his ass? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hooter's never been an ass. It's, it's no, nose or it's nose. Uh, didn't know. Yeah, because honk, honk. Yeah, I, hooter, I get it now. I just didn't, mm-hmm. you know. How are you, Jimmy? Any, uh, any, I mean, <laughs> obviously Toronto FC most years, but. Yeah, no, I think uh, no, nothing, nothing crazy for me with uh, with all the clubs I played in. No, there was nothing, nothing major that I can remember that happened. There's always this tabloid stuff, like with Rio and Frank and Kieran Dyer. That sex tape came out, and they had to deal with that. And wow, that's know. a lot. Was that all in one when year? I- or was it all? Pretty close, and then Al Berkovich when he got kicked in the head by John Hart. Oh, that was a good one. Remember that was, that. A, that was a bit of a shit storm for a while. They uh, they moved on Hartson from there, right? Didn't they? They 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 sold him, didn't they? Not because of that. No, because he came back like fifty pound overweight. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but he he had that body though. If he looked at a Big Mac, he would have put on ten pounds. Mm. He's really into CBD right now. I see him all advertising all over Twitter, social media. He's really into that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Twitter, lots of demand for for Craig and Jimmy to get involved and get job offers. By the way, since our last podcast, I don't want a job. Or, or otherwise, this, this, this is my job. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure about that? Someone, someone on Twitter was saying. He's got so many, so many tracksuits. He just keeps putting a new one on and throw the others <laughs> in the corner. And I was thinking, you know, when you go to the doctor's office and they got those sheets of paper and they put them on the on the, the table. That's yeah. what Craig has. It's just a roll of Puma <laughs> Puma tracksuits. He just pulls one off, throws the rest into the garbage. Oh no, no eBay, eBay. That's your job. You're, yep. you're a salesman on eBay. We discussed that. <laughs> Still stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you got back into football, like what would be your perfect staff? Like say money wasn't an issue right now. Jimmy, you, you know, you, you're, you're not too far removed from having a staff, right? Say you had all the money in the world. What would your staff like setup look like? Because I mean, at, at different clubs, you have different setups, right? Different coaches, different yeah. coaches with certain things. What's your ideal setup? And, if you had no no deal with money, who would it be? Well, first of all, you want to get into a club where you've got uh, you're in a healthy environment where you get along with people upstairs. Because if you don't have that, then you're constantly looking over your shoulder, and it's one of the worst feelings in the world when you're in a position that you don't trust an individual who's above you, and you're constantly looking around and 
phone goes silent and you're always thinking, okay, what's, what's next? You know, obviously they're coming after you, but I think if, if you can get into a club, you want to be somewhere where they've got ambition. Um, there's no egos involved. Everybody's working in one direction and you want to bring in a, a staff with a group of people that you trust almost like brothers, because you're going to go through some, a hell of a lot of hard times and you're going to go through some good times. Well, we fucking know this. Who those are they? Individuals, let me tell you. But those individuals have got to be very, very trustworthy. And where I'm going with this, Forrest, no. you probably you probably only have five people on your hand that you can name on your fingers that you trust in this game <laughs> because nobody trusts anybody. You know what? I was going to simplify. I wanted to say, you know, Pep Guardiola and Arteta would be like right now. That'd be a great tandem to take over my team and what club what yeah. club would you choose any fucking if... club doesn't matter who the owner yeah, you, you is. can't no, take them you've got to the question is who you're going to take you you're not taking you're Pep, Pep's going to go hey Forrest, i'd love to come with you to vancouver whitecaps yeah let's fucking go it's not happening <laughs> yeah but that it's who you take i would take i would take my staff again i would take stolly and take camilo those are guys that i trust yeah but Did you bother with about... a goalkeeper coach jimmy What's that? Did you bother with a goalkeeper coach, or would you? Yeah, I mean, no. What's the point? He offered yeah. me a job. Yeah, I did. I spoke to Forrest as well. <laughs> and he goes, he was, 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 was busy, obviously. Busy podcasting. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got a podcast. I guess I'm fucking going out there. We just signed his own deal back then, and like, nope, I, this is going somewhere. I figured yeah. I could Uber somebody out there and then pick somebody up on the way back. I think twice. <laughs> twice he's been offered. Come on in. Yeah, yeah, sure. Then you call him two days later. Nah, I'm not coming. <laughs> well, that would, I mean, where would we be now? Yeah, it's true. It's a real good point. On man. this podcast, where we are. <laughs> yeah, See, it, while it, you're it, fucking it didn't work out, that, Craig. <laughs> me and Wonger and JC and Charms, we were, and Deech. Yep. Trying to get in the backseat of a Tacoma. <laughs> Although I, I thought Deitch, you know, having you know made the move to California back in football, he'd be coming knocking on the door at some point, you know, saying, "Boys, want to come down? We, we need your type down here." But it hasn't happened so far. No, you think my old roomie would have called me? You think so, right? Yeah, he's one of them. Out of sight, out of mind. Gone. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Yep, You're dead to me. Is. We have to actually reach out to him. They've got all that uh, flooding and stuff in Sacramento. Well, he's fine. He's like six foot seven. Oh yeah, he's his family's. Him and his family are fine. Just no one else's. Yeah, no indeed. She probably didn't do his research, like all the dogs he's bought. <laughs> he's on a flood plane. Yeah, probably. Hey? Well, you didn't do it when he came to Toronto. What yeah, do you mean artificial turf? Yeah, what's this? What the fuck is this? Where's the grass? Have, I have green. It's the middle of winter. How do I have green? No, we told me. <laughs> and then he bought a what? A fucking Jack Russell or something? <laughs> Did he? What was that? Yeah, he's like, this dog's really energetic. Should have done some research. I'm like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he buy a beagle? What, uh, oh, beagle. He's, he's got a, uh, he's he's got a beagle. beagle. He's got a fucking beagle. He's got maybe a three-legged beagle. Boxer. And then he had a one-legged boxer. Bulldog. Bulldog. He got a boxer who took him for a walk, got hit by a car, and he's only got three legs now. But he yeah. can still run like a kangaroo, the kid. Yeah. 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 Uh, anything else you want to get to, fellas? <laughs> one of those. I, think I know the answer. No, it's one of no, those. You know why there's always a pause when you do that? It's because yeah, we're waiting for it Forrest. Out. Yeah, it's true. You're waiting for Forrest to pipe in and say something. I can't believe MLS is back preseason already. <laughs> yeah. Fucking there it is. See? 
<laughs> oh, Amy Walsh, Friday, she's coming on, news and such. Maybe she can explain what's going on in Montreal. Yeah, see if yeah. we can put her on the spot. She might not yeah. answer. She might do the, when we put Dickio, when we'd, we'd ask Stitch about the TFC, he goes, no comment. She's yeah. going she she to give us put, the fifth. She might have to lace him up. There's going to be nobody there to play. No, that's the thing. You're in a bad spot, too. Like, even, even with TFC now, because if they're trying to get players – you know, th- those those players that, that are on freeze, they're gone now. Like, you're going to have to buy them. It's all the negotiations now. And they need yeah. a few players. They they need, what, a left back, center back, keeper. I mean, they're talking about Sean and Johnson. K- and Kamara at his age, you're not going to get a lot for him for a trade no. bait. And then same same with Montreal. What are, you, what are they going to do? Who are they going to get? And I always said last year was a year that Montreal was going to win it. You know, that was that was the year for them. They had a good squad, great manager. And now you're back to a rebuilding. Holy yeah, that was shit. A, that's quick. That's Fuck, quick, to, right? No, that's a ridiculous turnover. And pissing fans, pissing fans off, too. For sure, 100%. Jesus Christ. They've had Sorry, a lot my- going on. Club foot to CF Montreal to hey? this dumpster fire. Yeah, man, world went up there, boy. Okay, yeah, they're, and they're fickle. The fans, they're, they're, they don't just show up for nothing. Like if you're competing and they feel that you so you're going to do well and you're you're ambitious, they'll show up in Montreal, but not otherwise. They're, they'll fucking boycott it. Oh, they will. It's true. You even look yeah. at them. The Habs aren't doing well. They don't no. show up. They, mm-hmm. They'll voice their opinion. Any sport in Montreal, if if you're not if you're not working and you're not winning, they want nothing to do with you. Well, the other thing I was thinking, CF Montreal is they get to travel to the Big O for their training camp, whereas <laughs> TFC is down. Where they're they're somewhere in California, and I know that I looked it up. It's near San uh, Diego, isn't it? San Diego, and the Whitecaps are going down to Palm Springs in about two weeks. So, so it's Craig. Yeah, there you go, Craig. I've told Craig we're well, going to go. going down there to no, cover it for everybody. Aren't the Whitecaps going to Spain? I Jeez, thought they're going to Spain first and then. They might be going to Spain, but I just read on their, their next week or two weeks from now, they go down to Palm Springs. They may be going to Spain. Yeah. So I think, I think they go to Spain first, then they yeah. come back. Then they go down to Palm Springs. And the same with TFC. They, they're down in California, then they come back, and then they go back to this Palm Springs because LA Galaxy have, uh, I think they put on a big. Big MLS kind of tournament and preseason for for all the teams in Spain or in no no in, in LA Palm Springs I think it is oh in Palm Springs well we're gonna make Craig do some work when he goes golfing yeah. aren't they weird those preseason MLS tournaments with MLS teams yeah aren't they odd is that what they're doing in Palm Springs we'll have to do a little bit of research yeah mm. no well because it's difficult right because I know the goal all European it. teams are playing yeah yeah so you can't get you can't get the games that you want but mm-hmm. that's hey, why. Jimmy, I was going to ask you, what was the difference between TFC training camp, just because they're starting up, and English Premier League or over overseas training camp? What was it's, the difference for it's you? All, it's all the same. Yeah? Yeah, it's all, all the same. You do the same stuff. It's just the games are different, right? We ended up um, – when I came back to play in MLS, you play a few college teams. You might play a USL team, and then you, you start playing a few MLS teams to get back into it, whereas when you're in Europe – you know, you're going into Spain, you're playing a lot of uh, Scandinavia teams you end up playing because they're on a break as you're in preseason. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Tell you what, you show up and those guys are mid-season in Scandinavia. It doesn't, and you're just starting out. 
Yeah, they can they can school you sometimes because they're, yeah. they're, lousy. they're, they're yeah. fucking big boys too. Those Scandinavian boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are tallest they men. Be. Tallest men are in Netherlands. Tallest people in the world are in the Netherlands. Yeah, the most yeah. Uh, the average height tallest is like women six one. Women. What's the shortest? Yeah. Shortest women is, uh, around my house. My grandma was four eleven, <laughs> <laughs> and my wife's four eleven. Yeah, your wife. I never thought she was small. No, she's JC's small. wife. She is. Mel is like you could put her on a trophy. Well, it's because you, we always <laughs> see Mel with JC, and JC's five foot one. That's uh, five one and a half, dude. Sorry, like, five one and a half. Sorry, I can so, play for TFC. I've only seen them bum to bum. <laughs> you should see how small and tiny their house is as well. The little hobbits. <laughs> That's it. It's actually a shoe. That's why we got such but a when, deal. So when is when is too short? Like when do you become? I think it's perfect. It's no. four feet. No, like there, was, four, get this. Four, there was a guy for four, six and under. You gotta and look it up. There's like a there's an in between. So I think I think maybe it's four, eight and under, and then between like four, two and up. So there's that there's an in between one, and then there's a. a so when one. does the dwarf come in? The dwarf, I think it's like I want to say I want to I'm gonna guess four seven. Dwarfism, dwarfism is under four ten. That's when you're considered a little person. Really? Right? Four ten. It seems that's what it me. says. That's the medical. That's the medical. So there is someone. There's a guy who was at one point both a dwarf and then later in life considered a giant. He had some uh, muscular issue or something, and at the age of eleven, he was tiny for his age. In fact, burgeoning on dwarfism. Andre the giant. And was <laughs> no, it wasn't Andre the giant, <laughs> but then he had the big, this crazy growth spurt. And he ended up like, like eight feet tall or something. What? Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> and tall, that's, how, and how that's why people you? come to Footy Pride for the, right the nailed down facts and encyclopedic knowledge. How tall, was, look it up. how tall was Giovanco? He wasn't a, he wasn't a dwarf. Well, he's what, four inches off it. There you go. Oh, you want to hear about this? Yeah. Well, Adam Rayner. Okay. Born 1899, died 1950. Was the only person in recorded history to have been both a dwarf and a giant. He's believed to have had acromegaly, majali, whatever that is. So anyway, um, yeah. as a child, he was very small, thin and weak. In 1917, at age 18, he measured four feet, 0.25 inches. Hmm. He was therefore refused into the Austro-Hungarian army to take part in the First World War. Several years later, Why is that? He, he got a tumor on his pituitary gland. Oh, it's not funny, which can no. cause dramatic growth. And between 20 and 30, he uh, gained a height at the average rate of 9.14 centimeters a year. At the age of 33, he was seven feet, two inches. Jeez. Yeah, but see, you can't go in the, yeah, but you can't go in the army at seven, seven foot two either. You're like a sitting duck. You'd be a sniper's dream. <laughs> Yeah, but you could drive the tank and use a machine gun on top. <laughs> what are you steering with? <laughs> Your feet. My back's like an aircraft carrier, so I could I could be pop right out. I'd be like, I'd be like eager. Fred Flintstone, you. Yeah. JC would be driving with his broken wiener. <laughs> Remember how we said to start the show? This one can sometimes go a little bit weird. Well, yeah. there you have it. <clears throat> um, that's it. No more. But you can, of course, get back on the Premier League train tomorrow. Fulham play Chelsea, actually. Yeah. West London derby. 
right. Um, put some money on footybets.ca, courtesy Nostar Bets. And uh, if you want to watch the game, make sure you get a subscription to Fubo TV, fubotv.com slash footy prime. It's still January. There's still a great promo in place, 25% off until the end of the month. And did you see just before the last comments about Fubo TV, uh, they, someone made a mistake and played a commercial right in the middle of a game. And uh, so everyone lost their shit. And there was a big press release by Fubo TV who just said, it, what, we didn't really mean to run it. It was a mistake. It will never happen again. So what was it I'm, for? I don't know. I think, oh, it was a betting company. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Speaking of betting companies. Yeah, it wasn't ours. It wasn't our betting company. Oh, well, that was a good, no, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll return on Friday. Um, as I mentioned, Amy's going to join us. You demand her, we shall supply her to you. It's pretty prime. See you then. Keep buying newspapers and cheers for listening. Join the conversation on Twitter. Help us fill Wonger's mail sack at footy underscore prime. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 